Truth Fairies is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communication experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208 Imprint. That's 208-467-7468. I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our unbiased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. So So let's get started. Welcome. (laughs) It looked looked like we were going to have a like... I wanted to trick you into thinking I was going to say. I thought we were going to say it together for just a split second. I know, but then we didn't know what to say. So hello, welcome back to Truth Fairies. Hi, welcome. We're here. I'm Brooke. I'm Jamie. And we're podcasting. So here we go. And we we want to start off by saying... We need we need <laughs> to give a, an apology. A formal... A formal apology to <laughs> our guests, ourselves, each other. Everyone's ears. Everybody's ears. The children of the world. The children who I clearly have <laughs> offended. We were a little moody last week. <laughs> we sure were. I may or may not have commented that children should be <laughs> seen and not heard. <laughs> I we don't were, mean that. No, well, I, I mean, <laughs> for the most part. We did. We were a little ranty last week. A and, little angry. Oh, we were a little angry. And I have been saving this little nug for you because I have an excuse. Uh-oh. So I have been, I have been a hot mess. I am not going to lie. The last couple weeks, my husband comes home or comes out of his office and is like, how's your day? And I look at him dead in the face and say, I need the kids to go back to school like eight weeks ago. Like I am so over it. So my kids went back to school. Today is the day. And now you're feeling, you are back to yourself. Another woman. But I thought that's what it was. I thought the kids are just driving me crazy. We always have friends in the house. They're eating all our food. My house is a mess. And I just thought like my two kids have been out since May 20th. So it has been a long summer and I feel like I might have some like PTSD from quarantine where it's like I've just, I've had my fill of my children. I love them. So I was just thinking I'm just over summer. I just need to get back to routine. I'm always behind on work. And then you know what hit me last night? What? My doctor put me on estrogen. So we're going to get real talk right now about my hormones. Okay. So I'm low testosterone. Which, like, I mean, I've got all kinds. I've have had chronic fatigue for 10 years. So I'm always trying to figure out how I can have more energy, how I can feel better. So my recent test came back really low on testosterone. Mm-hmm. So she put me on testosterone cream. Nothing happened. Upped it. Nothing happened. So this last time, she said she was going to add a little estrogen to the cream. And I was like, last time she put me on estrogen, I went crazy in three days. Oh. Like, being on it in three days, I want, I, like familiacide almost happened like (laughs) I was so pretty pretty extreme pretty extreme and not to mention that when Aaron and I first got married I had a Nuva ring Mm -hmm. have you heard of those and those are estrogen Mm -hmm. and I almost divorced his ass like (laughs) (laughs) week one honestly like I married a saint and I couldn't stand the look like I he'll tell you it was a rough like six months. It's a rough start. It really was. So what are you going to do? Are you going to quit take, taking Yeah, this? I did. So I realized that, and it's been like two weeks that I've honestly been so on edge and so irritable and so like cranky and like, like I have no patience. Like I'm scaring the neighborhood children. And I finally just realized it's because she slipped some estrogen into my cream. 
So I have yeah, an excuse. Yeah, you need to get off of that. I did. It was actually two nights ago, so I didn't take it yesterday or today, and I don't know how long it's going to take to get out of my system. But that, combined with the kids being back in school, could be a big win. I think for today that whole household. is the best I have felt. <laughs> we had a, today it was school, school, was supposed to start yesterday, and my one didn't go because he had a stuffy nose, and you know, with with the roan, you don't want to risk it. My high schoolers every other day, so she didn't start. My youngest started, and we had a like a misfire because I didn't realize it was a half day of school. <laughs> so you abandoned her ass right at the I school did. on the first day. She headbutted me in the face in the morning, like on accident. On, <laughs> on accident. Thanks. You left me at school, and <laughs> so I have this like borderline black eye from her headbutting me. So she went off to school like already, like it was just a bad morning. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any food because the neighborhood kids had eaten it all. Yeah, your neighborhood <laughs> kids eat a lot. I mean, all those kids, man, they know where it's oh at. Oh my gosh. So today is a new day, a new episode. We are here. Yes, and I also want to um, tell you that today is a special day. I uh, want to tell our audience, you know, that I this do. is a special day. I do. We've already been to brunch to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, but today is our anniversary. It is. It's our four-year anniversary. It is. So that's exciting. Not of when we met, but you know, like when you're dating someone and it's like, well, what do you really count as the anniversary? Like when you're official. Yeah, like we were official. Yes. On yes. this very day, four years ago, we were in um, Denver. Yep. We, it was our first getaway. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we so. went to go see the My Favorite Murder podcast live. And remember that um, that hot Grim Reaper <laughs> on stilts that I was like, "What is up with yeah. that?" Kind of scary, he, kind of good looking. He got you all flustered, excited. And that was also the same day that you ate a leftover dessert <laughs> on somebody else's table. At a restaurant. It was late, late at night. It was late. It was after the show. We were eating, and this couple just walked away from an entire piece of chocolate mousse cake. And I was like, they look clean. That looks <laughs> good. This was pre-corona. That looks good. Why'd they leave yeah. that? Yeah. I just took it. it. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things happened that weekend. Um, but here we are. Solidified us. Four years later. So, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. It was a good brunch. And then we rode scooters over here. Yes. From brunch. We, it was very... It, well, we didn't realize we were only like a block and a half away, like on the same street. <laughs> so it wasn't as adventurous as it could have been. But anyway, it was fun. Enough of that. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we are going to talk today about um, embarrassing stories. Yes. So we ha- between us, we have a lot. We do. Between our friends, we have a lot. <laughs> we do. Um, we think this is probably going to be a two-parter. A two-part episode. So as we're talking about our embarrassing stories today, be thinking about yours and send them in because we will be doing a follow-up next week um and you're going to want to have your stories on here so you can feel as humiliated as we do because we should all laugh at ourselves yes yes like i do and that's another thing i wanted to tell you jamie but like last week and uh, many times in our lives you kind of talk about how moms need to get their act together Mm -hmm. and i'm like they really do and inside my head i'm like i don't have mine together and it's all over the place and i don't have it together I don't even know where it is at this point. It's it's it is fled. Any idea of me having anything together is just gone. No, no, you're together. I'm I'm trying. You're together. Now that I've got, I'm gonna get that estrogen out of my system. Yes, I'm gonna get hopped up on testosterone. Grow a beard. That it doesn't matter. I'd take one. Yes, at this point, it's. I would. Okay. (sighs) Anyway, so I just I needed to tell you that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so do we want to start? Um, we start with our own. With our own, or yeah, and then we will call um, Robin. Robin has a great story about her most embarrassing okay. moment. Do, do you, you want, want to go first, or you want me to? I want you to, because I just talked a lot about my estrogen, which <laughs> about <laughs> clearly I have no shame. Um, okay, so I have a couple. I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with one about your husband. Oh, okay. So this is one. Okay, and this is what I found is I really don't have a whole lot of shame. Like I, it's not that I don't do embarrassing things all the time, but I just don't really care or I don't hold on to, you know how some people they'll have something embarrassing and then it's like, they just replay it over and over. I purge that. I'm over it. Have you always been that way or has this come with age? I think with, I've, I have learned with my older age to like, I just really don't care about a lot of things. I just don't, I mean, I don't get hung up on a lot of things, you know? Because when we had this idea, I was thinking about all mine and I'm thinking, does Jamie 
get embarrassed. You always also, you're way more put together than I am. No, you are. No. Oh, yeah. Your ducks are way more in a row than mine. Like, I think I'm more prone to embarrassing moments because, like, you knew yesterday was a half day of school and didn't leave your daughter stranded in the office for a half hour. Well, in fairness, she rode the bus home, so. (laughs) But, like, I just made me wonder if you just don't get embarrassed or if, like, embarrassing things just don't happen to you because you've got your shit together. No, I I just don't really get, um, I don't know. So, I don't know. Okay, I love I kind of get over it. Yeah. Um, so this one, this one, I guess this one isn't super embarrassing, but it had the potential to be very embarrassing. <laughs> so Brooke and I, well, we went camping with her. Her whole family went. Me and my kids went. Um, and where were we? Uh, Bonneville Hot Springs. That's right. This is where the ghosts. The situation. ranger station. We haven't. To- yeah. Oh yes. Okay. So anyway, we went up. We went camping, and um, we had Brooke and I and all of the little kids slept in the very upstairs and kind of the loft area. So yeah. there were a whole bunch of twin beds. And it's it- like an abandoned ranger station. Yeah. Like it is a little sketchy, but you know, kind of rustic and campy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's me and Lainey and Brooke and I think. Piper and Deacon, if I remember right, uh-huh. maybe. Anyway, at least Piper. And we're all sleeping upstairs. And um, it, yeah, it was scary. The whole night was interesting. But anyway, that's for another day. But I wake up the next morning and it's early, it's light in the room. And the little girls, I think, had gone downstairs to play. And I look over and Brooke is still asleep. So I'm sitting on the bed and I'm getting dressed and I'm like full on taking off clothes, completely topless, you know, fumbling through my bag, getting my bra, like taking my sweet time getting ready. (laughs) So I get dressed, I go downstairs, walk in the kitchen and there is Brooke. (laughs) And I'm like... Mm. Oh. So if you're here, who was upstairs? It was her husband. With me. <laughs> he was asleep. He was laying in the bed, uh, on, like right over on the other side of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a strip tease, apparently. <laughs> Luckily, he has never spoken of it. So I, I like to think that it was because he didn't see it. Or, I mean, I hope for his sake he did. <laughs> I don't think there was no shame in that game that day. No, so that could have been potentially. I mean, that's kind of similar to my story, really. But I'm gonna one up you. You ready? Do you ready for this? Yes, I'm gonna two up you. Okay. Oh, I did a booby motion just then (laughs) for all of our listeners. Okay, a little bend and snap action. Okay. Also camping. This was 11 years ago when Deacon was a newborn. So he was born in April. This is the summer after he's born. We had some friends that invited us to go camping. And I'm like, I don't want to camp with a newborn. We didn't have a trailer or a camper, so we were tent camping. And she's like, how about this? She really wanted us to come. So she's like, how about I'll kick like some of my kids out of our camper, our big RV, and your husband and Brighton, who was like four, can stay in the tent, and you and the baby can sleep in the RV with us. So you can nurse in there. You can do whatever you need to do, and then you're, you're, you can sleep with your baby and be comfortable. I'm like, okay, because I'm still nursing in the middle of the night at this point. Mm -hmm. So I agree to go. So we've been there a couple days, and I think there were like three or four different families. And so in the morning, all the women folk had cooked breakfast, and all the men folk had taken the kids down to the lake to play. So we were cleaning up breakfast, and it was kind of wrapping up. So I'm like, I'm going to go in the RV and put on my swimsuit and get ready to go to the lake. And all the husbands were gone. So I go in there and I put on my swimsuit. And then, you know, when you have on a one-piece swimsuit, how it's hard to pee. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so I'm like, okay. So mid putting on my swimsuit, I'm like, I'm going to go use the RV bathroom before I fully get dressed. Right. So, and keep in mind, Deacon was like three months old. So boobs were. A lot of boobs. Lot, a lot of booby action was mm-hmm. happening. So I'm. I've got half a swimsuit on and Mm -hmm. I'm topless from the waist down (laughs) and I open the bathroom door and there is my friend's husband (gasps) going poop. Ah! (laughs) And so, and and so I open, and you know, in an RV, like you're literally inches away. Like, it's not like he's at one end of the bathroom. You open it and it is like you are almost on his lap. Almost, almost (laughs) stepped on him. So I open it. I'm eye level, booby level to his eyes. (laughs) And I think he just looks at me and goes, 
oh my gosh. And I'm so humiliated from walking in on him going to the bathroom, I literally forget I'm topless. So it's not like I hurried and grabbed and covered up. I just like, oh, I'm sorry, and closed the door and then looked down and I was like, and I'm topless. <laughs> and I'm completely naked from the waist down. Yes. So I walk out and my friend, his wife, is still out there and I just grab her and I like come with me and she's like, what? And I'm like, your husband just saw my boobs. Your husband just saw my boobs. You know, and she's like, what? <laughs> and I am like, I can't talk. I'm red. And she's already thinking this is hilarious. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I have to go. Like, I have to find my car. I have to leave this campground immediately. And I mean, for the rest of the day, I couldn't look at anybody. Well, and he was probably equally as embarrassed. I mean, yeah. He was sitting on the can. That's true. <laughs> I mean, how vulnerable. You walk in and are towering topless over this man pooping. <laughs> and I just remember he was reading like that, like... It like RV instruction manual. Like he was reading some kind of like manual. Oh, oh that is you win. That thank you. You win. Thank you. you. Win. Um, that's one of my. I I have many two Mary. more of my own, but I think I'm gonna save those okay. for now. I've got a couple more up the hopper. Um, let's call Robin. Okay, Robin has one of my favorite embarrassing stories. Okay, and um, so yeah, she's she. I know it enough to tell it, but. I want it right from the horse's mouth. It's always better from the horse's mouth. From the horse's mouth. What do horses have? Snouts? Snouts. <laughs> no, <laughs> mouths. <laughs> okay. Wait, do I show you put it on speaker, Travis? Uh, no, I think you just plug it in. Okay. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Hi, Robin. <laughs> Can you hear Jamie? Can you hear me? Um, kind of. Now can you hear me? I guess it might just be going through the microphone oh, yeah. on your okay. uh, on your thing. So okay. and then make sure your volume's all the way up on your. We phone can as hear well. you, Robin. So okay. we are mid episode. We have talked about boobies and hormones. Okay. So we're we're ready for your story. Okay. Well, I never thought the day would come that I would tell anybody this story. <laughs> I. It took me years to tell even my sister, who I tell everything to. But um, this was probably. 15 years ago, 13 years ago, and I went to the gas station. My son was between six and eight years old then, and I start pumping gas, and he has to go to the bathroom. So at the gas station, he had to walk. There was just a walk to the next building to use the little bathroom. So he goes. I'm pumping gas. He comes back. He jumps in the back seat. I go around to make sure he's buckled in, and his feet are covered with mud above his ankle. Oh. And He's wiped his feet on the back of my seat. So I'm mad and irritated, and I'm cleaning him off, cleaning my chair off, cleaning my shoes off, his shoes off, get him situated, get him buckled in, jump in the car and drive off. Okay. And I hear people yelling. And I look in my rear view mirror, standing back behind my car, and they're pointing up and screaming. I look it is though a wave has come of the top of the gas pump. <gasps> when I pulled away my my what do you call it? The gas gun was still it was still pumping gas. It was still in my car. <laughs> I have been so crazy, which I'm known to be, that I had driven away while it was still pumping. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So at the top of the at the top of the hose, there is a quick release thing that, because I guess other idiots have also done this, but it breaks away if the person pulls away. Well, mine didn't break. And so it pulled right the whole thing out of the top of the gas pump and gas is pouring like a wave. <gasps> so I hit my gas or I hit my, no, I didn't do that. I hit my <laughs> brakes and I jump out of the car. I grab my son the, guy, the attendant comes running out of the gas station and hits this magic button that stops the gas from flowing. It also turns off every pump at the gas station. There are six on my side, six on the other side, and it turns off for everybody. Oh People are mid-pumping. And there I stand, like the biggest idiot in the world. So, to make it worse, he says, we have to call the fire department. What? Yeah, he said we have to soak up this gas because it could 
you know, it could cause a fire, I guess. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there I am with my son who's embarrassed. And I'm like, wow, because <laughs> it's his fault. <laughs> and we have to stand and wait. So we're waiting for the fire truck to come. And it's winter. So we're inside the gas station and people keep coming in. The gas pump doesn't work. Mine stopped mid pump. And this guy's explaining to them what I've done. (laughs) This lady over (laughs) here. Yep. So I get to, I'm standing there. Well, here comes the fire truck. And (laughs) of course it's full of, I don't know, 10 plus (gasps) hot firemen. Of course. Clearly, there was not much going on in my neighborhood that day, and they all decided to come and see <laughs> see the psycho. So they pull up, and they, basically, they just end up pouring, it's like cat litter, these bags of something that absorbs all of the gas. But didn't they also come, like, sirens blazing, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. honking oh, horns? Like, you would have thought I had burnt the gas station down. <laughs> or robbed yeah. it. Yeah. So in they come, sirens blazing, and and 10 men, here I am, foolish, you know, would have helped if they were unattractive, but Mm -hmm. firemen tend to be attractive. There's something about those firemen. I know. So they clean it up, and I, you know, do the walk of shame and get back into my car. They pulled it out of the gas (laughs) and put my kid in and flee the scene. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And... I did not, I didn't tell anybody for probably two to three years. I, I swore Brant, my son, to secrecy, and I avoided that gas station, which is my favorite gas station and the one closest to my house, at all costs for years, years. <laughs> you had to go around. What's up? You had to go around it. Oh, I went to other places. I was never going to pump gas there again because I'm sure there's a big picture of me. Um I get a bill in the mail from the gas station for the gas that I spilled. <gasps> I get one from the fire station for the absorbent. What, bath. for real? Yeah. yeah. They billed you? They did. The yeah. fire? I thought firefighters were like a public service. I you don't pay, I didn't pay for their, I think, you, I mean, my taxes probably paid for their yeah. service. But they, and it was a very polite letter. They asked me to pay for the absorbent. <laughs> and then they also said, if you can't, you don't have to. But I'm like. I'll pay it. <laughs> <laughs> so I I avoid this place at all costs. Finally, I don't know, five years later, maybe eight years later, I don't know. I decide I can go back. I've done my time. No one's going to work there anymore that I know. I can go back. This is no joke. You I walk in there immediately like, gas lady. <laughs> they have a big sign on the wall. Do not pump gas to this woman. <laughs> Did we lose her? Robin? I can hear. Oh, I think it was my, are you there? Yeah. Can okay. you hear me now? My plug came out. Okay. So you go back in and? No. So I go back in. I've gone maybe two times, a handful of times. I go back in and pumping gas and I'm feeling good that I'm back in. I, um, that I'm back at my gas station, get in the car, pull away, feel the tug. <gasps> no joke. I did it again. However, this time the <laughs> quick release did really <laughs> So I'm only driving away with the whole hose attached to my car. <gasps> but no gas is pouring out. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. So oh, wait. Hose. Hold on. What? Say that again. tell the guy, oh, I drove away with the, and, you know, the hose is not attached. Hopefully that person doesn't know that I'm the same woman that caused the flood. Right. Yes. Right. Um, it was horrifying. Oh, my God. And I, sw- I was like PTSD for a while, like. I still, excuse me, I still, when I pump gas, it is a very cautious, you know, <laughs> I, my fear is that I'll just continue to do it yeah. and be that person. But that yeah. gas station is like jinxed for you. Or all gas station. It was, it was horrific. So I didn't laugh. It was not funny to me. I didn't laugh and I didn't tell Jamie for years. <laughs> and then only, I mean, it took years to laugh thing that ever happened to me oh my gosh that's so funny I just I need to know something when the gas was pumping itself was the Uh hose flailing around like it would on a cartoon no no okay gas would come out of the gas pump like it the the, top of the machine what the handle stuck in the car it pulled (gasps) the whole hose out and it 
machine. So it was like a wave of gas coming out of the whole top of the machine. (gasps) Directly from the source. Oh my gosh. That was probably a lot of gas. How much did that cost? You know, it it cost, I I don't know, a couple hundred. And again, this was like, (laughs) you know, 10, 15 years ago. This has been 12 years ago. So, but I mean, when I left, the guy had told me that I may end up being billed for the tubing that goes underground (gasps) and connects the machines to the, or connects the pumps to the gas tanks and so I was like, I called my insurance, actually. I didn't even tell them that part. <laughs> I called my insurance because I'm like, they told me it could be tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, my gosh. So I had to tell my insurance company as well. Oh, my gosh. What I did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the moral of the story is be a cautious gas pumper. Or don't have kids. Don't have or kids. don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Kids should and be seen, not heard. You look your best when you go to the gas station because you never know if the firemen are coming. There are a lot of life lessons. Mm-hmm. A lot of life lessons. Speaking of hot firefighters, today is our four-year anniversary of our Denver trip. It popped up on my Facebook I today. know. Remember those hot firefighters? How could I forget? I know. <laughs> I wonder if they, if they had already heard about me. Now. <laughs> <laughs> We think that they just think we're cute. Really, it's because they've been given it like an APB on Robin's gas pumping. <laughs> There's like a most wanted like yeah, list it's of like fire the most hazard. Wanted, yep. But it's yeah. a, in the fire stations. There's me. One time Aaron called the fire station just to figure out how to get our fire alarm to stop chirping. He's like, I've done this. I've done this. And do you just have any advice for me? Literally five firemen rolled up, like came to our house, same situation where suddenly there's hot fire fires. Like, we're like, is there nothing yeah. going on today? Like came to wow. our house to inspect our... <gasps> to change the oh, battery. Uh-huh. <laughs> For real? No, literally they did. I wasn't embarrassed. I was like, what's up? I'll add this little tidbit. My friend Cammy, I'd love to call her out right now. She was washing dishes and couldn't turn off her, something happened with her faucet. And so the water kept coming out. So what did she do? She called the firemen. (laughs) They're good for anything. Yeah, they came out. She said there were probably three to five of them. She also said they were hot. Mm -hmm. They not only fixed her faucet, they mopped her floors. (gasps) They did the whole thing. I'm like, why would you call the firemen? She's like, I didn't know who to call. I mean, they are. They probably are not emergency plumbers. So, well, apparently they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are, no, I meant there's no such thing. Oh, there's yeah. no such thing as an emergency line for plumbers. Probably, so you call the fire station. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Hey, Cammy. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Robin. You are most That's welcome, Jamie's sister, Robin. Everybody. Okay. Yeah, and I'll let you know when it happens again. Because knowing me, <laughs> it will. It might. All right. Love you, Rob. Okay. Love bye. You, bye. That's 100% going to happen to Brighton. Oh, yeah. She can't. Is. I've talked about it before, but she just started driving. And she's just such a happy hippie that she just can't pay attention. And I'm very scared. Very, very scared. Everyone should be. Okay. Do you want to go with one? Sure. Okay. This is now my sister, Lindsay who was also the sheet sniffer of a previous episode. Hey, Brooke and Jamie. So when I think of embarrassing stories, I always think of this story that happened when I was 12 years old. I know everything is more embarrassing when you're 12, but but this one always comes to my mind. So I had just made the seventh grade basketball team in junior high, and in order to play, I had to have a physical before our first practice. So my dad took me to his chiropractor buddy to get this physical done. Well, we got checked in and everything was great. And then the chiropractor's MA came to take me back to the room. Now, I was completely boy crazy when I was 12 years old, but this MA was so cute. And I had this like immediate weird little girl crush on him. And so he takes me back to the room. He gets my stats, takes my blood pressure, pulse, all of that. And then says, before the doctor comes in to do your physical, we need you to go across the hall and do a urine analysis. And so I was like, okay. And he said, the cup's on the back of the toilet. Now, first of all, as a 12-year-old girl who thinks this guy is so cute, him talking about my urine was like the worst (laughs) thing ever because all bodily fluids are 
horrendous when you're 12 years old. But I went and did it anyway. And the cup that he was talking about on the back of the toilet was not like your standard issue medical urine analysis cup. It was a Dixie cup. There was a Dixie cup on the back of the toilet that I had to pee into. And I was so embarrassed by it. The only thing is he didn't tell me what to do with the Dixie cup when I was done. And so I finish up, I wash my hands, do everything I need to do. And then I'm like, what do I do with this cup? So I'm just standing there in the bathroom holding it. And I'm like, I guess I'm supposed to take it back to the room with me. Because that is the logical thought. So I open the door and I'm so embarrassed that this cute MA is going to see me carrying a cup of pee. And so I'm kind of hiding the cup behind the door jam. And I'm looking out both ways to make sure that this guy isn't there. And then I just start walking forward because my goal was to get from the bathroom to the exam room as quick as possible. So this MA didn't see me holding this cup of pee. Well, in my rush... (laughs) To get to the room, I slammed my hand on the side of the door and my cup of pee (laughs) went literally everywhere, (laughs) everywhere, all over the bathroom, carpet, mirror, ceiling, I'm sure, (laughs) just literally everywhere. I must have had a big gulp that day. It was just all over. And so I again washed my hands and then I walk into the exam room because I didn't know what to do. (laughs) looking back at it as it like a full-grown adult I'm like I probably should have grabbed some paper towels (laughs) taking care of some stuff but I was so embarrassed that I was just frozen I had no clue what to do and so I go back in and the MA is in the exam room and he's like okay did you just leave your sample in the bathroom and I said yep it's in the bathroom but maybe not where you want it because I couldn't think of anything else to say and then I had to explain exactly what happened and poor QMA probably had to clean up my pee and it was awful and then to make matters worse the very next year I'm on the basketball team again my dad took me into the very same chiropractor's office I assumed everything would be okay. I thought there is no way this guy is going to remember any of this if he even still works there. We get checked in and, of course, door opens. Same MA calls me back, takes my pulse, blood pressure, etc. And then he says, you know what? I think we'll just skip the urine analysis this time. I could have died. Oh, my gosh, Lizzie. That is good. Okay, and I have to tell you, her title is you're embarrassed i'm embarrassed <laughs> i'm like that's, <laughs> that's our title good. for this episode yep 100 yes that's good oh my gosh that is so funny and can we just talk about how everything when your age is 12 to 19 is just horrifying like your senses of embarrassment are magnified by 100 times yeah so children who are listening just know Just it gets better. Like <laughs> everything. My nephew-in-law sent me one. My niece's husband. Same thing where it's like, well, I, this probably would be embarrassing to anybody. But, um, oh, shoot. Now I can find it. Uh, he was in high school um, decorating for homecoming. So like putting up a big banner. And he says, I was standing on a stool holding a banner to be hung when a girl decided to pants me from mm-hmm. behind. My pants were just snug enough to also pull down my underwear. Of course, there were two more girls on my front side with their eyes directly at my crotch level. Luckily, I was able to single-handedly pull up my pants while also keeping the banner suspended. Homecoming was safe. <laughs> but I feel like those stories stick with you. I remember when, like, de-pantsing or whatever was yeah, such a... Yeah, we called it de We called it de-pantsing. But I think everywhere in the rest of the world, they call it pantsing. But... Why would you call it pantsing? You're removing the pants. You're de-pantsing. You're de-pantsing them. It makes no sense. Anyway, de-pantsing was a big... I remember like periods of time where that was like forefront oh, yeah. in my mind of fears of things that could go bad. Absolutely. Like, I mean, what, in what world do we live in that we have to worry about somebody tearing our pants down in school? Especially the boys. Like oh, they yeah. were... That, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to hear something funny is my mom apparently one time thought it'd be funny to de-pants my brother. <laughs> <laughs> he was at the fridge. Wow. I remember in the 90s, everyone wore their pants like halfway down their butts. Uh-huh. And I think she was just trying to prove a point that it was funny that his pants were already falling down. Uh-huh. So she de him. Same thing. Accidentally grabbed his boxers and got a face full of 
Greg, but that is she learned. I her just lesson. can't even imagine. <laughs> that. But it was like in middle school, like starting your period, getting depantsed. Um, like there were just certain things that were always like a threat to right. your safety and sense of security. Right. Um, I have a couple of stories that fit into all of those okay. categories. I'm going to tell you this one is from my good friend Jody that I. <laughs> that I work with. Oh, she texts me today. Um, so she's <laughs> she's so funny. Um, she's like, uh, I was at my husband's work when I went into anaphylactic shock. <laughs> I, I, that's not funny. That's not the funny part. <laughs> like, oh gosh. Our kids were there with me. The oldest was 12 and then nine and seven. Long story short, he took me to the ER down the street. And when you were in anaphylaxis, your body is trying to flush everything out, um, everything out of you. So- <sighs> That being said, yep, you guessed it. Shit everywhere. <gasps> they threw me in a wheelchair, and there was a trail of shit from my car to the room. My kids were horrified. I was horrified. The poor doctors and nurses had to cut my clothes off of me. It was mortifying. Um, and it happened to be in the Honda Accord that she... Okay, let me back up. It happened in the Honda Accord that now her kids drive. And she said, I call the passenger seat riding... I call the passenger seat riding shit gun, not shotgun. <laughs> oh, oh sorry. I totally botched that up. I should have just read. I lost my place towards that's the okay. end. But anyway, um, yeah. So shit her pants oh. in anaphylactic shock. And you know what? They see it all the time, but it just sticks with us. Yeah. So I have a constant reoccurring horror dream about me peeing, going to the bathroom in public. Mm-hmm. Where in my dream, it's like I need to go to the bathroom and I just go like just in front of people. Like I would just go now and it would be normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it's like, cause you know when you pee, like you really don't see, like like it's not that embarrassing if you were just peeing in front of somebody. Uh-huh. But in my dream, it's always when you have to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the embarrassing part? Yeah. Because, like, that's when it would be embarrassing. Yeah. And I think it goes back to when I did get hospitalized once. I got a really bad burn. I got burned from water. Like, this is real, people. Did you know that water... <laughs> you, you should mic- not microwave it. Did you know that? Yes. It it micro... micro what's it called? Where it's like the bubbles at the bottom are boiling, but the they can't get a release. They there's not... Yeah, air in them or something. And so sometimes, and this is what happened, I was boiling water in my microwave and it had sugar in it because I was making these hair bows. It was sugar water. And when I went to to get it out, I heard like a pop, like an explosion and boiling sugar water like went all over me. Like Mm -hmm. my face, my arm, like exploded. It was clear on the other side of the room. Anyway, that's just a little life tip for you people. Put, put something. Put a plastic wood, or a wooden spoon uh-huh, in yeah. it. Anyway, so I was at the hospital and I was hopped up on morphine. And I'm 90% sure that I had to go to the bathroom and they wheeled in a toilet. Oh. Is that a real thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's what happened. They wheeled in a toilet and I like got out of the bed and just peed in front of everybody that was in that room and I was on morphine so at the time I was like only half embarrassed right but I think it sunk into my subconscious that moment (laughs) of like well I have to wipe now what am I gonna do right um yeah I yes I know that that is a real thing that they will in the toilet will in the toilet yeah yeah um well I can top that okay okay I peed the bed (laughs) with my husband in it do tell. Do tell. Okay, well, there's not much to the story <laughs> other than I went to bed one night and I woke up, uh, had a dream I was peeing, and woke up and <laughs> there I was in all my glory, peed, fully peed the bed. It wasn't just like a little <laughs> drop and then, oh shit, I just started to pee. It was like I flooded that peed, that whole bed. So I'm, I'm awake. It's Were you like, on Ambien? No, but let me come back to that. I, so I'm laying there and, and you're in that moment. Like, what do I do now? Right. Do I roll over and say, Hey, just peed the bed. Can you get up so we can change? I mean, so I was trying to like, I was trying to figure out what would be the, the less, the least, um, humiliating solution. And I think originally, and I don't really remember how it all went down, but 
I, I think my plan was to tell him that I spilled a cup of water, mm. but who drinks three gallons of hot water in their bed at 3 a.m.? Hot lemonade. Uh, so anyway, I think I, so I pulled the sheets back because I was going to try to just, you know, yeah. whatever, but it, it was, uh, it was unfixable. Um, and so anyway, he had to wake up and I think we had to change the sheets and everything. But I realized later, I mean, my first thought was, I am incontinent. <laughs> Now I'm going to have to wear briefs. This is the beginning of the end. I'm 32 years old and I am peeing my bed. How (laughs) horrifying. Have you seen the Schitt's Creek where David pees the bed? Yes. And the first time I saw it, I was like, it was like a flashback. It was horrifying. (laughs) But I had been, I had really like some back issues, some arthritis and some disc issues in my back. And my doctor had put me on this medication that, um, that was relatively new. And when I first started taking it, they said it can cause you to just have like it can mess with your sleep and it can be almost like a like a sedative. Oh. Well, so I'm like, I hope it's that. But as I started researching, it said that a lot of people said that one of the side effects was peeing the bed, but I, which I was so glad because I yeah. now I know that I, you know, yeah. it was not just that I'm that your bladder has lost all control. But ha- yeah. Talk about a humiliating thing. Tapping your husband's oh hand. Hey. Do you guys ever have any friends that, like, uh, when you guys were a little bit younger, that, like, anytime they drank alcohol, like, pretty much ever, they would just wet the bed, like, every time? <laughs> yes. Because I have a friend that, uh, I can't, we had a nickname for him that was not very tasteful, but, uh, but he was, like, a serial bedwetter. Like, he oh, would, like, no. sleep on, like, couches at our buddy's house and stuff, and he'd wake up and just, like, he'd leave in the morning, and there would just be, like, a stain, and we're like, dude, like, <laughs> and it was, like, kid, like consistent, maybe, like, once a month, probably, you would hear oh. some story about it, and it was every time, and, uh, oh. yeah, I think, you just, like, you just need someone to tell you to, like, go to the bathroom before you fall asleep, I, I guess, but obviously. real well with the ladies. Yeah, yeah he, he wasn't he wasn't hit. quite the ladies man Not so i think popular. that was probably part of it because if you have one girl that either you pee on her or <laughs> she tells you to go to the bathroom then i feel like you just kind of have to drop that whole act but yeah right. i mean obviously he doesn't do it on purpose but yeah it's just every single time he but got a reputation wouldn't oh, that yeah. be your I I mean, should I drink? Should I not drink? That like, would be if, enough to make me not drink. If I'm going to urinate the bed, the couch, the floor, the girls, the neighbors, that is that's your clue. Yeah. You are not a, you shouldn't be a drinker. Yeah. Rain it in. Stop right there. Or at least like make it home and go pee in your own bed. Right. Like don't pee on your buddy's couch. Yeah. Like that's when yeah. it gets really bad. Because if you pee in your own bed and you're by yourself, you just don't have to tell anyone. Like sure. that can just be your little secret. You but can have uh, rubber sheets. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, every college kid should probably have a pair of uh, waterproof sheets <laughs> just, just for anyway. just yeah just for any use I highly recommend True. but uh, yeah just other people's couches and stuff it's yeah. just not a not a great look or wear a brief well Travis yeah. let you me know? tell you where I went to school okay BYU oh so I did, my experiences of college bed rubber wedding, sheets rubber sheeting it was non-existent but I like your story. <laughs> <laughs> When you're like, can you relate? I'm like, mm, no. no, but I had a lot of friends who peed every time they laughed really hard. Yes. I did that one time in like the third grade and oh. I still have PTSD. From That's it. a hard thing to recover oh. from. Yeah. Too. My friend made me laugh and I peed myself and I was wearing like khakis and then I, oh. and then he proceeded to like point to everyone on the playground that I did pee oh. myself. And I was like, so I didn't sad. pee cause I peed myself. I peed cause he made me like, there was a reason he made right. me laugh too hard, oh. but he was trying to pin it as that. I just like couldn't hold it or something. I don't know. You're like, oh. still, still traumatized. Is that your most embarrassing moment? It's like the most, uh, when you guys started talking at the beginning, it was the, like my go-to that I always like think about. I can't think of, I had one time I wore skinny jeans in middle school, like one time and <laughs> like three people said I looked like I was from Brokeback Mountain, which I didn't even know what the movie <laughs> was at the time. They just said that. And then I was like, oh. called my mom at lunch and I was like, can you bring me like my regular jeans? Like these are not working. And uh, it was super embarrassed. Those are like the oh. two I can really think of. Yeah, mm-hmm. and middle school, you and they. And that was more just bullying. Know. Yeah, you that probably. was like less embarrassing. That was more just like people made fun of me, and I was upset. But the peeing myself <laughs> was definitely embarrassing. Yeah, that. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Um. So i I have one about. I have one about our our friend Wendy. Okay. Um. And she just I just talked to her on the phone about it today, so I didn't take notes. So I hope I I hope I tell it correctly, but. She was, this is, this is in her adult years, like not that long ago. Um, and this was with her, um, she's now married to him, but this was before they were married when they were just kind of first dating a little bit. 
but she, um, okay, so I know this might be too much information, but was she was on her period uh-huh. and was having, like, she was having, having really heavy periods. And so she went to, she was going to um, her boyfriend at the time, going to his house because they were going to go to church. So he was like 45 minutes away. So she um, drives over to his house and like I said, was having some issues. So she was having really heavy periods. So she goes, she gets there, she gets out of the car, fills the gush and is like, oh shoot, you know, goes inside and has bled through everything. Mm -hmm. You know, her underwear, her, like her Nile, everything. So she takes all of them off, cleans herself up. And so now she's like free balling it at church. Yeah. So she, they go, yeah. So they go to church and she's sitting on the pew and the whole time she said she was like, you know, super, super hyper aware yeah. and nervous that it was going to happen again. But, you know, everything was fine, whatever. They get up, they leave, all as well. So they get back to his house and, um, or I guess she went to the bathroom before they went home. Everything was fine. They go back to his house and they're sitting outside talking in the car because she, you know, she'd driven like an hour to get there. And so sitting outside talking, time goes by, whatever. Um, and she decides, you know, it's time to go. So she decides she better go back in just one more time before she heads back on that long drive. She gets out of the car and the gush. Now, bear in mind, there is no barrier. Right. So, I mean, no underwear, no anything. So she says the blood starts (laughs) running down her legs and pooling in her shoes. Oh, no. <laughs> and here she is with this guy who she likes, yeah. that, but they're still at like the beginning. Yes. They're not to the, you know, she, she couldn't pee in his bed yet. <laughs> and so she starts walking and she's like, you know, he comes around, he's walking with her, he sees it, oh. but she's walking and leaving like a blood trail oh, my <laughs> down God. the sidewalk. They get, and as she's walking towards the house, somebody walks past them on the sidewalk and sees the blood trail and is like, I mean, what do you say? Is someone hurt? Are you okay? Has someone been murdered? Do you know you're bleeding? Are you stabbed? Are you okay? So she gets inside. His children are inside. Oh, she's dragging no. streaming blood through the house into the bathroom. Oh my god! Goes gosh. in there, like... You know, cleans up. Uh-huh. He gives her some new clothes or whatever to wear. But they actually had they had to go out and mop <gasps> his whole kitchen because it was like a bloodbath. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I would be mortified. Is that not the worst? Yes. Yeah. So that was her story. I, I mean, I've had my fair share of, yeah, yeah, your sto- fair share. Yeah, we've all. But that is next yeah. level. Yeah, it was next level. It was, yeah. So that is, she is in a much better place now. <laughs> and they went on to get married. Had, so Has she had a hysterectomy or something? Because uh, that she does is, not yeah, sound. She's, yeah, and there, she had some issues going on. And so she's, yeah, it wasn't just like a normal whatever. But yeah, she is fine and well, and they're married, and things worked out. But Because I've decided no one our age should have periods Nobody anymore. at any age should there have periods. There is no, well. I mean, it serves a purpose, but <laughs> come on. But like, Stupid. let's just not ride it out like our ancestors. No. There's no reason in our day and age to keep menstruating into our 50s. No. Nature doesn't need to take its course with our uteruses. Mm-mm. No, there are uterus. Cauterize those bad boys. Yeah. yeah. I'm empowering all of you women out there right now to get get it. Get Got it. Out. Okay. Should we do errands real quick? Yeah. This is an, I feel like so many people's most embarrassing moments were like high school or middle school. Yeah. I think so too. But they're funny. We can all relate. Oh, that was the wrong one. <laughs> Do you have one while I pull this up? Um, well, I have some that I think I'm going to save for next time, but okay. I do want to talk about um, secondhand embarrassment. Oh, yes. Because I think that as I think back on my on embarrassing moments for me, the most embarrassing things for me were more like the secondhand things where mm-hmm. I'm watching somebody else and it's so embarrassing that I want to crawl in a hole and die. Yeah. So, um, like... Like watching a beauty pageant. <sighs> yeah. That is like torture. Because it's like, do you picture yourself in that situation? I, or is it just like, this is so awkward. I hate the whole, because I hate beauty pageants too. They make me so uncomfortable. I, they just It makes me so uncomfortable that it's like I I have to look away. I, it's like my skin hurts. I It is so awkward to me. And I mean, if people are doing great things, then that's fine. But just that... Just the awkwardness when somebody sings bad, yeah. when somebody 
um, I mean, in, in any sort of setting, when they sing off key and you're, they're performing and you're listening and you, you want, why do I want to crawl in a hole? Right. 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 But I do, I get so embarrassed. It's like, um, I know you haven't seen it. Travis, have you seen the show Nathan for you? Uh, I've not seen it. Oh my gosh, please watch it. It, that whole show is secondhand embarrassment. And I tell people, I'm like, I love this show. I think it's hilarious. But if you are the kind of person that is deeply empathetic and can't handle those awkward situations, do not watch it. You will hate it because the whole premise of the show is him creating awkward situations. And he, I can't remember if he is. Oh, is he the comedian? Yes. Does he do the one where he's like, I'm a magician. And then he, uh, he's like in a park and there's a bunch of like little kids. And he's like, if I don't do the trick in time, then I'm going to be like exposing myself yes. to all these kids. Yes. Okay. I've seen <laughs> clips from it. I've never watched the whole show though. I've watched every single episode. Yeah. And that one he was like, cause you know how like there will be like a danger element at the end of like a magician trick, like I'll drown or this room will crush me. Like there's some, so his thing was I will expose myself to these children. And he had like a he had a, like an official cop sitting there. He's like he is ready to uh, ready to arrest me the second this trick goes wrong. And like, that was that was the punishment if he didn't do it. Right. Yes, but most of his most of his bits are he goes into businesses and then tells the people how they can improve their business. But it's always horrifying. But they go along with it because what do you say? Yeah, and so you've got to watch it. That that Bachelor. I mean, it's all secondhand embarrassment. I maybe I'm like not an empathetic person, because to me, I think it's hilarious. Well, I, I love watching people wipe out. Well, I do too. But there, and, and for me, really, it's more the beauty pageant. I, I don't know why that is such a touchy spot for me. Yeah. I, I, it's just hard for me. Is it it's hard? For is me it just see. the girls in the bottom five that you feel secondhand embarrassment, or no, everybody? It's just anybody that's on. No, it's. It's a lot of, well, even like talent shows or just anytime somebody is putting themselves out there and it goes bad, (laughs) gross and weird. But we have a friend that um, can't watch The Bachelor because she can't, she said the secondhand embarrassment from it makes her so uncomfortable that it's not enjoyable. Yeah. Because she just, she can't do it. But my dad's that way. Like, remember the old movie Meet the Parents? Uh-huh. where everything went wrong, he couldn't, like, he hates watching those kind of movies because they just make him so uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, I could see that with your dad because uh-huh. your dad is such a nice. <laughs> um, so I talked to my daughter today, <laughs> my oldest daughter, who is a funny girl. Yeah. Um, but she, so, well, I was talking to my sister and my sister said, oh, you got, you've got to call her because she has the weirdest secondhand embarrassment thing. So I called her and she said that to her, um, she gets so embarrassed for people when they put deodorant on. And oh. she's like, she said, putting deodorant on is, <laughs> watching somebody put deodorant on is on par with watching someone eat their shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then I said, well, what do you mean? And she's like, especially if they're looking you in the eye. So like if you're in the room with somebody and they're putting deodorant on and talking to you, she she said it's so like intimate and embarrassing and uncomfortable so funny that she just can't she just cannot take it well and that's what she said she's like have you ever watched somebody and it does make me feel weird and I don't want to watch yeah but she's like especially those people who are just looking at you know talking and and looking you in your face and just smearing that on (laughs) but you know what that reminds me of I saw an ad because last week we were talking about the sustainable stuff like the paper straws and I use all the like shampoo bars and all that stuff. So I get ads for stuff like that. I got an ad for toothpaste bites. So (laughs) so it's like a little like dried bite of toothpaste. So you get it out of a jar instead of a tube and then you have to like crunch it a Uh -uh. couple times. Mm -mm. And I wanted to see how you felt about that. Mm-mm. No, you know how I feel about teeth. Br- I mean, I know. there that is like what Breezy said about to me. Teeth brushing is as intimate as. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's why it bothers you? I think it's disgusting. I think it's personal. I think there's a lot of sounds. Yeah. And a lot of. I. I it, it you know what else edge. I get secondhand and firsthand embarrassment at? Bowling. <laughs> It's bowling is, bowling is bowling. gross. It's that moment when you've bowled your ball, 
you've seen what it's going to do, and then you have to turn around and face everybody looking at you and walk back. Yeah. And what are you supposed to do? Like, like if you sucked, you just stand there with that stupid look like, oh, well. Yeah, because you don't want to act like you care. Or do you want to be cocky? Yeah. And then have it yes. not work out or be cocky and have it work out? I mean, yeah, there's you really... you want to be like, oh, bummer. Like, I always feel like I have to do some kind of weird, like, dance yeah. on the way back or, like, shoulder shrug yeah. or, like... <laughs> Well, that was bad. Like, there's always a comment, and you always have to yeah. react to your bowl. And I just want to be like, nobody look at me. I and think that's why I don't like bowling. Also, if it is a good bowl, I mean, isn't there a little bit of embarrassment in that glory there is. too? I feel awkward I mean, wow, either way. I'm a good bowler. Yeah, and yeah, then no, if that's you turn a whole around and you do the whole arms up, like yes, or you do the Napoleon Dynamite, yes. You are talking to the 2017 Boise State <gasps> Intramural Bowling Champion. Uh, I was unaware. Are we really? Are we really? Tell, Tell us yeah. about how do you walk so away. Do, is there glory moves? Is there like a victory dance? No, I think you just got to like play it cool. Because like okay. if you're especially uh, like my buddies still do like a bowling league and stuff. It's really funny. But um, but uh, you just have to kind of play it cool. Like you go up, you throw a strike, and then you just act like that was like that was your normal ball. Like okay. you just like it's okay. always you got to kind of. Like almost like a poker face, I guess. Mm. Same with like kind of when you're golfing. Like if you have a really good shot in golf, yeah. you don't like celebrate it. You're just kind of like, okay. And but then you like kind of keep your calm. The thing with bowling is everyone's facing you. Yeah, and it's you weird. You bowl when, like, and then you have to turn around and look directly at them and walk back to them. Yeah, I don't get too much like secondhand embarrassment like when I go bowling with my friends. But like I'll see that at the bowling alley. They're like, you, uh, like we're all pretty good and we're like at one lane. And then the lane next to us is like a family or something where they're using like the little wheelchair helpers. They got the bumpers <laughs> up and they still, and they still can only get like one pin down every time. And oh, they're yeah. all like, and they're celebrating and cheering like three times as hard as we are. And oh, it's yeah. just, then I'm kind of just like, eh, I don't know, but it's like the bowling alleys for everybody. So, I mean, it's not, what about this though? Awkward. What about when you bowl your ball? Is that what you call it? I, yeah, you I think bowl, so. You bowl your ball and you like, you know, it's going to be a strike. Do you turn around and not watch it strike because you know and you're just trying to play it cool? Or do you always watch what's happening? Uh, like be humble. Uh-huh. Is, mm. like usually, you, usually you watch it. But yeah, if you're trying to be really cocky, then you like turn around and you should be like, oh, I knew that was going to hit. But would I that be like, like a cockiness thing? Like would people be annoyed by that? Oh, yeah. Big time. See, but like, you I bet there's like lots you, of rules. Oh, yeah. You could probably do it like one time a game. Like if it's like one of the last frames or something, you <laughs> might be able to get away with it. But if you do it every time, then it's like, eh. And then if you do that and you miss then it's kind of even worse. Oh, oh that's yeah. Bad. And then then they have to tell you, oh, there's one ball left. Yeah, exactly. And then you like didn't see pin. what pin it was yeah. and you like don't know how you like messed up or whatever. But <laughs> See, I guess what's hard for me to understand is, is there, I mean, just the idea that there's even a strategy to bowling. Do you know what I mean? Like I take that ball and chuck it and hope like hell it hits something. As there, straight and I, as hard as possible. I'm not doing a curve or a slice. No. Is that a slice in bowling or is that just uh, I don't there's probably technical terms I don't really know, but like you me and my know, buddies, we, we all like curve the we all curve the ball and stuff like that. Do you and my put buddies your fingers have, out of the holes? Uh, I put one finger in the hole, but that's kinda like a, a personal thing. But all yeah, my friends really. all my friends, they uh they do like a bowling league they've been doing for like a almost like a year now and everyone there has like bowling shoes. They all have their own balls. Oh, yeah. They all have uh they all have their own gear, which having your own ball actually makes a really big difference if you're trying to like curve it. But um, compared to the the ones that they have at the bowling alley are kind of crappy. But if you're just throwing it straight, it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. But do you have a Do you have a silk shirt? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Bowling shirts are very cool. Yeah, I don't have any bowling shirts actually. I kind of want wow. one or like a mechanic shirt. They're yes. kind of close, but that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, Sir I champion. Yeah, this is good to know. <laughs> um, I think I, there's so many things to consider when you actually have some skill at bowling. Oh yeah. <laughs> that it's opens a whole, up a it's whole a different game. Yeah. I just, I hate walking toward the people and not knowing what to do. And the awkwardness. Cause my arm always goes wonky. Yeah. I can never bowl straight. Yeah. I feel it like now. Like I'll go bowling like casually with like other people that don't do the bowling league or whatever. And so I'm like trying and then everyone else there is kind of just there for fun. And then you look like, like what you're kind of saying, like you're kind of a goober a little bit if you're like really into bowling like that. <laughs> yeah, by so you yourself. Go to the, yeah, you go to the bowling alley and everyone else is like putting on the rental shoes and stuff. And you're like, oh, I got my own bag. Like I'm ready. Like I'm here to compete. Like hope you guys are ready. <laughs> They're like, and who is this guy? Yeah, exactly. Like you just got to <laughs> pretend like you're not good at bowling, I guess. It's like not watching your bowl, your ball hit the strike is like the guys that go see the fireworks show on the 4th of July and then don't look at the fireworks. 
Like they walk around <laughs> and they don't actually look. Like we don't care about fireworks. We're just here, but we're too cool to look up. Yeah, we do this. We do this every week. This isn't even like a big deal. Oh, what? There's fireworks. Yeah, they just just walking, just taking a walk. That's a whole other story. Fireworks draws an time. interesting I have crowd. So, yeah, they do. Yeah. I have a lot of funny Twitter like one-liners that I'll say for next week, but. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you the story next week about when a guy undressed <gasps> in my living room, oh, uninvited, yes. unaware. It was horrifying <laughs> for all errands. of us. Okay. But let me read this real quick. It was a tweet. I saw a girl carrying a hamster, so I asked if I could pet it, but it was actually a muffin. So I'm on my way to jump off a cliff now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's so many funny ones like that. Okay. So what we need is... Um, for you to send us your funny, embarrassing, torturous. You can record it yeah. right on your phone, open your voice memo app, and just DM it to me. Or us. you can, we can call you. You can do it live. Yes. Um, or text it, whatever. We'll whatever. take it however we can get it, but mm -hmm. we want to hear your embarrassing stories. I also have one about a toilet seat cover that did not end up in the toilet. And um, I'll, just to preface, I we have the shit sheets. We have <laughs> so many. Um, another one was just sent to me that I haven't listened to yet, but I'm sure it's going to be amazing. So yes, make sure that you join us next week when we finish part two. Uh, part two of embarrassing stories. You're embarrassed. We're embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> have a good week, and we will be back next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Do you have a situation you want us to share on our show? Send it in to truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram at truthfairiespod. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Speak.fm, or wherever you listen. We hope the truth hurt just a little, but not too much. Goodbye. Goodbye.